Welcome to the new sound of the Venezuelan gozadera, fusion of different elements of Latin dance and sex culture. Coño, no joda, empieza esa perra. Yo, kids, it's me, Matt, returning to the web waves with the one, the only Bakotunes podcast brought to you by, you know who, of course, the one, the only Bakotopia.com. Don't forget to visit us on the web. This is episode 38. I actually recorded this episode last month on August 17th, 2006, over at the Avalon Theater on Vine Street in Hollywood, California. It was the Sprint Battle of the Bands, produced by our good buddies at ACA Marketing and Corona Jones, who were nice enough to give us full access to interview two of the bands of the evening, my ska homies Upground from East LA, who were competing that evening evening against a band that I just can't remember the name of. I'm serious. Damn! But what I do remember is interviewing the special guest headlining band you're about to hear right now, Los Amigos Invisibles from Venezuela, baby. One of my favorite bands, not only in the rock and espanol scene, but of all genres. Their CD, Arepa 3000, is always playing in my car. Check it out. These guys were just some musicians from Caracas, Venezuela, making music for friends. They made their own CD, got 20 copies into a record store on consignment in Manhattan, New York. And guess who picks it up and signs them? David Byrne of The Freak and talking heads talk about luck you just can't make that type of stuff up man you know what i'm saying the interview is kind of brief but hopefully by the end of the episode you'll be ready to go buy all of their cds and as always if you're good boys and girls i'll even play you a song just to get your ears burning with the light this is episode 38 of the bako twins podcast brought to you by bakotopia.com Hello, everybody. It's Matt Munoz with Moss Magazine, Bakotopia.com, with the Bakotunes podcast. I'm over here with the members of Venezuelan rock and espanol group, Latin popsters, whatever you want to call them, Los Amigos Invisibles. What's up, brothers? Hey, how are you? Can you introduce yourself and, uh, and what you play? Yeah, I'm Jose Luis Pardo. I play guitar for Los Amigos Invisibles. I'm Julio Briseño, the singer. Armando Figueredo, keyboards. So how's the, how's the tour going right now? Nice, we've been touring like all year long. It's been like a long, long tour. Every weekend we go out, we play in city, cities, and, and we're like pretty much in the road all the year. So it's been, it's been really nice. Yeah, one of the best things that, that I think that's happened in this tour is that we just came from Colombia, that we haven't played there in four years, and it was amazing. So yeah, it was really cool for the band going back to Colombia and, you know. With, with everything that's going on right now with a lot of the, you know, the terrorist uh, fright and everything like that, is it easy for you guys to travel around all over the world? Uh, would you just gotta like schedule a, a, an hour more? Uh, we we travel so much that we have like a miles and certain like carte blanche to go where you want. Nah, 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 not so much. But yeah, we, we we get used to it. Like we we had to travel the same day that the they, they they put on like the measures, the new measures with liquids and stuff. And we were like, oh whatever, you know, like we don't but we the, do that like every weekend. So the funny thing is that we look like uh, terrorists. <laughs> the and the hair, and it's like, man, these guys. With the whole equipment, they get confused. Yeah, yeah I get like, I get that because I bring mm-hmm. part of my equipment on top, so I get all the time. I get, I got to you go get through over there, seconds, oh, over and over and over. And over. Yeah. It's never good. It's never enough, is it? Uh, well, yeah, it's keyboards. Yeah, I know. You know, I noticed, I noticed that I've followed the band for a long time is that you guys do a lot of shows in New York. Do you guys reside in New York or are you guys still in Venezuela? Yeah, we live in New York. We've been living in New York for like five years now, from since uh, 2001. And we go often to Caracas and to Venezuela in general. But uh, yeah, we spend uh, most of the time in New York. Is that where the really big club influence that I've noticed that Evolution 
evolution of your style from the beginning, the first CD to now, to the last one? Maybe the opposite way, maybe, the opposite way. maybe, maybe we went there because the club scene, not the club scene influences us once we were there. Well, I mean, we, New York was really a strong city for us because like all the clubs, all the house, all the acid jazz happening there, it, it just like attracted us. To, to come live there. That, that's why. When you, uh, who discovered you? Was it? I know you guys were signed to Loaco Bop. Was it David Byrne who discovered you initially? Yes, uh, he stumbled upon our first uh, record uh, back in '95 when we released it. That record was never released in the United States, but we had a friend that put like 20 copies in one of those stores in Manhattan, and he stumbled upon it and he called us. And so that's how the whole story began with Loaco Bop. You, you can't make that up. It's yeah, no, no. It's, it's amazing. Still sounds, sounds like a lie. Still uh, not. I, I always said that I'd be, you know, grateful to him like all my life because when when you came recommended by a guy like David Byrne, it's like you know, people get uh, uh, people get a lot of respect. So. His name carries a lot. Yeah, he carries yeah. a lot of weight. Yeah, he still work. does. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. every time he. It's, it's, Better. Do you keep in touch with them? Do you yeah. speak to them pretty yeah. Actually, Actually, we made a track uh, with them like uh, a year ago and he finished it like a month ago and he was uh, produced by uh, Norman Cook, Fabulous Lamb. Yeah, yeah. So we've been like talking about like like how are they gonna put the credits and stuff. So yeah, we, we're still in touch. I love all your CDs, but Arepa 3000, man, that always is playing over and over. In my, I got it on my CD right now, in my CD player and all that stuff. Can you describe that period up to now? Because it seems like, okay, listen to the very first one, the new Venezuelan sound to Arepa 3000, the, the third city, Zingazon started to kind of go into more of a club sound. And then now, how would you describe the, the kind of the evolution of the band? Is it always, have you have a plan? Is there a Los Amigos NBC the sound? Or is it like, we're gonna just do whatever it's, we want? It's pretty organic and, and usually it has to do a lot with what we're listening to at the moment uh, because we, all of us like to listen to a lot of music. And yeah, uh, the evolution went that way. When we did Arepa, we were discovering the whole Lounge stuff, the electronica was starting to happen and all that stuff, so we put that there. And then with Singa Song, Masters of Work came into play. That was, and of course, it's very influenced by Masters of Work. And then with Super Pop, we work with Dimitri from Paris, and it's pretty much a, a tribute to Venezuelan artists who we respect from uh, respect from a long while. And it's a tri tribute CD. Yeah, pretty much. It's all covers, and uh, he took it and he did really interesting stuff with it. Uh, it's gonna be out on September 5th, 5th in New York and in the United States. I'm sorry. And yeah, it's been a very interesting development. We've been very pleased with how things have gone. I saw some old, uh, some footage of you guys played on Jimmy Kimmel Live and it was on YouTube yeah, on the internet. Yeah, and I saw, I happened to miss that. So I was like, I'm sending it links to everybody. So everybody's been watching yeah, it's it. It's amazing, yeah. you know, that I never <laughs> watched that show. Really? <laughs> <laughs> I just watched it because we were there. It was like, man. Obviously, there's a lot of people, crazy. man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was still it's really mm -hmm. exciting. Like, yeah, yeah. A lot of people saw it. And, and I know there are kind of, you know, Jimmy Kimmel has his crowd, you know, O'Connor, all those guys, you know, but it's too many on TV. Like, it's crazy. For me, you know. Yeah, yeah. So who, are, who would you describe as your influences? Just really quick. I know Ooh, you guys got a lot so of many. influences. There's so many. I mean, like, Growing up in Venezuela is a place where you like, we used to get a lot of disco, we used to get like a lot of young things, and on the other side, we, we used to get like the Fania, all the merengue, the boleros and everything, and the lounge stuff, so so that's where we grew up, and we were 
we grew up used to listen to a lot of different things, like from from Anglo things to Latin things, and that that's that's how we see the band. That's what we try to do with the band to be all of that collection of records we have at home, like in just one band, in just an hour and a half. Trying to break into the into the U.S. market, what was the approach? Did you guys ever think, well, what we're going to do in Venezuela? We're creating this. We're part of this movement, this music mu musical movement. You get hooked up with David Byrne. Did you feel any pressure, like, well, we're going to take this to the United States, or it's like, well, we're just going to do what we do? And like? Well, pretty much that's been our motto all the time. Uh, we want to do what we feel like we need to do. And allow people to naturally gravitate towards the band. Yeah. So yeah, these are the real that, fans. Yeah, 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 there's a lot of stuff that people tell, says to you that you don't want to apply at that time, but you learn with the years that... that yeah, yeah, and, I mean, yeah. We were wrong, but if we were wrong, we were happy. That's good. Yeah, but uh, and maybe you know, when you see like some other artists live in, in in the United States, you know, the way they live in is like getting a record out, touring, you know, doing press. So we're doing almost the same that mm -hmm. that everybody, every musician is doing on the road. I read somewhere that you guys did. You guys recently open up for Los Lonely Boys. Yeah. I just interviewed uh, Henry Garza. They're gonna have Kinky open up for him in Fresno. Wow. So. It's really cool for that they've actually taken it upon themselves to bring bands like the Rock and Español band. You know, I say Rock and Español, but you know, it's kind of such a broad term, you know. Yeah, yeah it's always positive, yeah. you know, like every time you have the chance to play with a bigger crowd than, than what you have, or even, even a different crowd of what you have to have, it's, it's totally positive too. How were the responses for, for opening up, so for like a blues was, rock Chicano was band? It was it was it was a nice crowd. Yeah, yeah, yeah awesome. it, was, it was kind of... Right on, Brazuel. The CD's coming out September 5th in the United States, and the name of the CD is... Super Pop Venezuela. And get out, get out and get it. If you haven't heard of Los Amigos Invisibles, what are the websites that you can find the band on? Actually, you can... Uh, AmigosInvisibles.com, uh, and you can get the CD there on, on pre-release. So please do, and other stuff, nice stuff too. Right on. Thank you so much for taking the time, and I look forward to the show tonight. Thank you, brothers. Like I promised, if you made it right here, it's time to get your just reward. This is Los Amigos Invisibles with Uchi Cuchi off of their CD, Arepa 3000.
Gucci by Los Amigos Invisibles right here on episode 38 of the Bagel Tunes podcast. I'm going to go ahead and play one more for you off of the band's first U.S. release, the new sound of the Venezuelan Gozadera. This is N4. I'm Matt. Thanks for listening. Peace. Bagotopia.com.
Oh, <laughs> 